Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of. Come on, let's hear it. Cool, 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 cool down. That's what oh, we're doing oh, today. Oh. <laughs> well, nice, got too smooth. Nice. Uh, Matthew, come on. That was a bit too. I formal. can't compete with that. Formal. I mean, come on, try come again, on. try that's again. Not, come on. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not. I know what I am. Yeah, we, we, we Austin's got a lot to cool down from. That's why. That's uh-huh. why. It's too hot. Too, too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Uh, okay, I mean, you know, if we're going to cool down from a, a slightly dubious 1-0 win at Watford, I mean, okay, you know. I mean, dubious? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Dubious. Six. I think only six Premier teams, uh, six uh, teams actually got a three points this, this weekend. And we're one of them, so it's five or six, something like that. Awesome. I mean, Wanga, on that note, it is an interesting point that you, you bring to our attention. It is one of the few teams to get all three points, and our other members are missing this evening. So I don't know if it's because I knew you were going to be louder than usual. I was going to be very loud on top of those guys. I've really taken, I've really taken care of Silo. He's down. I'm standing on top of him. Now next is <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> oh, you're getting loud. You're getting loud, Wanga. Good evening, oh, Louis. Thank man. you for joining us this evening. Ah, no, but Wonga, listen, yo, the next game, you're lucky there's an international break. I mean, you did mention the fact that you were hoping it would have been this weekend, but Liverpool have some time, yeah. arguably, to regroup, even though the players aren't going to be around. But, Matt, from a Spurs perspective, I mean, Conte's come in. He mm-hmm. makes his, his long-awaited Premier League debut. I mean, awaited in terms of a week. It's the span of a couple yeah. of three days because he was there for the Europa. But, I mean, he, he is there. I mean, not smiling as much as Wonga, but still smiling nonetheless, No. Yeah, look, I think it, 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 you're never going to fix what was going on wrong at Spurs overnight. Um, there were some positive signs that still it also showcase what what's still to be done. I think we're we're still not creating enough chances. There were still no shots from open play, um, no, no shots on target whatsoever, which I think is is worrying. Um, Lacelso did hit the uh, the post, which was nice, but overall it wasn't definitely not a, a fantastic performance. Um, he acknowledged as much after the game. That said, we, there was a lot more intensity. There was a lot more solidity at the back. I think the the switch to a three at the back was a good one. Um, that I think if if that system is kind of bedded down, it does. You know, there's there's positive signs. Mm. I mean, look, we we weren't going to talk too much about the game. It was generally like the feeling, Matt. That's all I was going yeah. for. This is the introduction, the after all. The, the feeling. feeling. What is the feeling the that feeling. he left you with? The feeling. Was it good the, feeling? F- the feeling. The feeling was good. You know, it's okay. it's, it's positive signs. Long way to go. Early on in the season. <laughs> there we go. Wongo, is that more aligned to the feeling? I think so. I think so. We know where Wongo yeah, is. Yeah. All I'm saying is we know where Wongo can... Wongo's feeling is up here. He's, he's feeling... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't hide yeah. it. Yeah, so we're, 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 we're down there. We're not, we're not all the way down there. We're not where we were. We're, we're, we're... Right. There's an ambivalence, but a, a, a quiet optimism about it. Okay, quiet optimism. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> Gentlemen, I don't know. Be, before we continue, for those of you who are watching and you haven't subscribed or like it, please do the right thing. Also, if you want to join our Discord channel and talk to us, we are there. And you can have one-on-one conversations. Forget about WhatsApp. That's for the things. That's for dinosaurs. Matt will tell you. Dinosaurs use WhatsApp. We're on Discord now, so join us there. Um, and now that I've got the formalities out the way, we might as well talk about the first game. A lot of games, as you guys mentioned, were unpredictable this weekend. But one that wasn't very unpredictable, and, and Louis is here, so we might as well kick it off. The Man United Oof. Man City. I mean, training ground game for Man City. Wonga Dinga, you want to yeah. open up with this one? Yo, um, the bit I did watch with that, I was... You know, even before the match, I mean, you, you think that the, the way Man United have been playing, you'd expect... Uh, I don't think anyone was surprised by the result. Um, and, yo, I, I, I watched the game. I mean, I'm not... 
Man City did exactly what uh, we needed them to do for uh, for our sake. But uh, yeah, Man United have got uh, yeah they've got big problems there. Um, I don't yeah. know what's happening with that team. They look yo, it's not it's not the Man United we we know of old. And I think I think also maybe it's maybe it's far gone. The same way with Arsenal as well. Uh, that that you can't get back to that what they were before. You need a Sir Alex, you know. Um, but you always wonder with the players they have, how are they not? How are they not uh, performing better as a team? They look, they, honestly, they look like they don't want to win. I think it's the same problem that I had with uh, my Arsenal team, and I was always complaining about. When I watched Man United, the only so thing, wait, I so mean, just, quality. Just so we know, I know we're talking about the United game, but just based on that point, so you don't have any more problems from an Arsenal perspective. That's what I'm gathering. Am I right, Matt? Is that also what you're hearing? Arsenal yeah, I also like I heard that 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 admission of of incredible fickleness, but we can, <laughs> uh, we'll address that. that next there's uh, a downturn in Arsenal's fortunes. Yeah, okay. yeah look, as. That for me was the only thing, like I said, in Arsenal. But in Man United, I, that's what I see in there. Um, and also, when I looked, when I heard, um, even, I think it's also funny as well that you're getting um, Solskjaer and now his ex-teammates, um, Neville, um, Roy Keane. I think you're always going to get something like that from, Roy, uh, from Keane as well. Um, but they out there and they just, you know, slating everything he's, he's, mm. he's doing, you know, um, as if, um, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to paraphrase it, but they, they basically it's, it's stupidity what they say, um, that, uh, Solskjaer is doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're not happy. Um, Keen, but, but, but never... based on the fickleness, sorry, Wonga, the fickleness that Matthew touches on, I mean, Roy, Roy, Rio Ferdinand was singing the man's praises, give the guy a contract, give the, con- now he's yes. saying, no, he has to go out, I'd run the club better than he would. I'm like, these are also full of shit and just saying things yeah. so they can get views. I'm telling you, they clickbait. Rio Ferdinand's just yeah. trying to grow his own YouTube channel. That's what he's about. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, you, you're right in that sense, Claudio, because the stuff they're saying is... Uh, if I listen to Gary Neville with the stuff he's saying, I think it's, it's, it's very come from his heart, but Rio Ferdinand, yeah, clickbait, man. Um, but it's funny how... I also laugh at the fact that Neville is... is, is, is uh, um, not really sympathizing with the guy in a way because <laughs> he went the same route. And I think, um, funny enough, he tuned, he, I remember, who, I can't remember who Barcelona played, but they beat the team 8-2 and he called it uh, disgraceful. He went and he coached, was it, I, I think it was Valencia. Valencia, Real, Valencia. No, it was Valencia. And he got yeah. slapped the same amount, you know, um, so he would know the difficulties of the job. But he has um, been defending Ole. Yeah. He's been the one pundit, like, still defending him, defending him, defending him. And I think it's reached that point. But also, how stupid do we nah. all sound? We come here one week, the team wins. We're like, oh, it's amazing. Next week, they yes. lose, they lose, and it's time to go. It just shows you. But, I mean, like, from the timing perspective, Matt, I don't know if you want to comment. I mean, Murray's saying, again, the Harry M thing. Are we looking mm. at this 80 million pounds spent on Harry Maguire, the yeah. fridge, like Louis would say? Is this a comp- – <laughs> I mean, we always say it. We always say it. And said all gets defensive. An absolute waste of money on that player. Yeah. 80 so, million pounds. Yeah, I think the, the challenge that you've got with someone like Maguire is he's, his fitness, I don't think, is still back. I think they brought him back too soon, and that's made he's just he's, he's, he's never been the quickest player anyway. And that's really showing in his movement on the field. And like a lot of players, Harry Maguire seems to struggle when he's in a bad run of confidence. He seems to kind of his decision making goes off. He gets out of gets out of position badly. Him and Luke Shaw yeah. seem to be not communicating the whole game. They were just yeah. running into each other, or you know, 
they would both leave it thinking the other one was going to get it and and that for 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 silver's goal but not a silver's goal that was what happened yeah, they both kind of stopped i think maguire thought shaw was going to get it shaw thought it wasn't going to get to him they both stopped and then silver slipped to the back and put it away and i think that that wouldn't normally happen you know they've been playing together for significant period of time now they're not like these new dudes have just been slapped into a side so harry maguire i think when harry maguire plays well what you get from him is that playing it out at the back that calmness at the back his positioning is normally you know quite good he's very good in the air but when his confidence is gone all of that falls away his positioning is terrible his decision making is bad his communication doesn't work properly and you saw it on on against city De Gea was basically doing all of that. He was the one calling out to defenders. He was trying to get people to move around. He was basically like playing with, with the toy defenders himself. He's trying to move them around to stop shots that he's going to then have to stop. It was, it was the, the, the backline stuff, which is, is damning on the coaching because mm. they've been playing together. He's been in for three years. This is a system they've been building. Varane admittedly is new, but the, the side, you know, he wasn't even playing this weekend, but the, 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 the defensive kind of group is a settled bunch. They've been playing together for a long time. And I think the fact that they still have these moments where they just can't like stay in touch and the brain switch off and they don't know where they should be. And they're playing players yeah. on side that they've been doing. And that, that's, that to me is, is, is a sign that the coaching is not, not quite there or, or Maguire shouldn't be back in the side and they shouldn't be playing him. Yeah. You know, but from a psychological the... perspective, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Wonga. Yeah. You see, like that's, I think, you know, the, the, the Matthews, mentioned as well it's also been something that's on my head as well is that that man united uh captaincy it's 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 very sketchy i'd even say i mean even uh I'd, even my team i'm not even satisfied with our captaincy to be honest with you um but with well i wasn't at a point but i mean now the captain stepped up but that's another story but then now if you looked at like harry um harry all, Maguire, not, you know. it's um <laughs> You know, if you <laughs> if you look at your 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 captain, he's the guy that that you know he's driving everything. I'm not saying he's not going to make a mistake, you know, but he's um, what did I remember? Who was it? Um, uh, I forget his name, but it'll come to me. The he played for Tottenham. The striker um, was your Scottish guy. It was also it was Keane as well. I think was Keane. it um, he's Robbie Keane? He's Irish. Robbie yeah, Keane, yeah, yeah. yes, Robbie Keane, yeah, Irish. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Then um, he he even said it that um, in terms of uh, his captaincy, he, he he would take captaincy hands down because he was willing to to make mistakes. You know, he was willing. He was that guy who was willing to make mistakes, uh, push yeah. the guys, um, and he was willing to put that pressure on him. But when I look at Harry Maguire, I don't know. I don't. I mean, he's put it on. He's wearing the armband. Um, I just I just can't see how it's helping the team. I can see it yeah. in a Liverpool, like the top four. I can see them in a Liverpool, how it's helping them. I can see, uh, see in a Chelsea yeah. how it's helping them. But Man United, mm. I just don't see how it's I think, how I the captain the is. I think the biggest issue now with United, from top to bottom, from management to players right now, is the leadership, pos- the, the leadership sort of positioning and who's yes. actually in the leadership position. I think that's the one thing. Also, the psychological effect of a player like Varane coming in. You've got a player like Maguire going, oh, this guy's real caliber. Maybe undermines him a little bit because now he's playing and he's doubting his own talent because he's playing next to such a star player. And now the player's not playing. And they're like, shit, if we don't perform now, I'm really in the spotlight. Never mind the fact I've got Ronaldo up front who should be captain. And you've got all the players. And I always said as a player, when I used to play, you can feel if you're comfortable within the team and you can feel if their eyes watching, waiting for you to fuck up. There's, there's, there's a huge thing. And at the moment you feel like, You've earned their trust. 
then you obviously you play with more yeah. confidence. You feel good, and I feel like there's a position now in the squad, and it's and it's obviously it's come to the surface now. A lot of blame is getting put on Olive because he doesn't know how to manage the situation. But there's a lot of uneasiness within the team, and looking at the players around and going, I can't go to war with this guy. He's just not good enough. I'm looking at the calibers of other players in the squad, and also what's that that Sellor sort of coming out saying that he's now considering playing Sancho as a right wing back. It's I pure saw mess. some of that. Yeah, I saw Chaos. some of that. That's that's though, that's that's ridiculous. But what the heck? What that's madness. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. Louis, Louis is saying, "Geez, I like Chatty Wonga." <laughs> it's like he's a new man. Well, he's a new man. He's found his voice. New man, new team, new man. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> but even 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 that, Claudio. You know, um, like Varane. If you look at uh, Varane, he's also come in. Um, I'm speculating, obviously. Um, we don't know much, but he's come in from uh, Real Madrid. He's had a Sergio Ramos right next to him. Uh, so by the time he came in, Sergio Ramos was a cemented man. And 100% Varane is following Sergio Ramos, not the other way around, you know. Um, they de- he's definitely keeping this guy in check. He's got everything in control there, you know. In fact, the whole mm-hmm. team, I mean, as, as obviously had the armband. Yeah. Then um, you, you come to... Uh, um, and even in, in, in... You can even say the same thing for his, his country as well. Um, but then now he's come here to Man United. Maybe he's also, you know, he needs that he needs to be that person listening to someone up there. And, and fair enough. I mean, you've, you've come to a different team. I would also expect the captain to be telling you where to be, what to do, and how you and how you fit in there now. But now if you're going to come in there and, you know, no one's sure about anything. Captain, but you're telling the captain, hey, man, you know what? That first touch, work on that thing, Baba. You must get yeah. better. <laughs> or else... But yeah, I no, think, it's not good. And, yeah, I, I think that... that we, it, I mean, there's a lot of talk about it. There seems to be a challenge in the dressing room at United. And I don't... 100%. I think, and I think part of the challenge with that is that normally when you've got a dressing room kind of situation, you want your captain to be the one to try and calm it down, put a lid on it, deal with the, the stuff. And that you, you get the sense that Maguire doesn't seem like the kind of character who'd have that legitimacy to walk in the dressing room. You think of United captains of the past. Roy Keane would walk in. He huh. wouldn't care if it's Ronaldo and Messi in there. He'll go in there and he'll tell you what's what because he's the captain and that's the character he is. I think someone like Maguire would struggle to be heard over the likes of Ronaldo, even the you know some of the what we would consider more junior players in United. You know, people like mm. like Rashford and them would probably feel quite confident to speak up in front of in front of Maguire, and, and he would. It'd be hard for him to kind of control the situation and 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 calm things down, and that's going to contribute to to kind of that dissent and that sense of confusion, and none of it is helped by some of the stuff Ole is doing. If it is true that they're considering Sancho as a wing back, I mean, you know, this is one of the most talented wingers of of the time. You know, he, we've seen what he was doing at Dortmund. Fair play. There's a lot of adjustments there. I also read a thing today that he carried a, lot in, uh, a, a bit of an illness when he first came to United, um, quite a severe ear infection that kind of affected his ability to get up to full speed and all of that stuff. Fair enough, but still. The way to fix that is not... I mean, why are you going to have him competing with Wan-Bissaka for that right wing-back position? doesn't make sense. Fair play. Wan-Bissaka had a, has had a couple of shaky games. He's still an incredibly defend, um, uh, in, incredibly talented wing-back. Why would you mess that up by bringing someone in who's not in that position? See, to... see, I don't... But I don't... See, this is the thing. I think the issue... And this is where United find themselves. And look, we, we need to wrap up on the United thing because we do need to touch yeah. one, two things from a Man City perspective. But from the Wan-Bissaka scenario, they've spent £50 million pounds on this player. 
And he's he's a solid right back. He's a defensive right back. In my opinion, one of yeah. the best defenders you get in the league. Defender. One-on-one, I don't think there's anyone better. And the, you know what? And this is a Liverpool f- fan saying this. So people might be saying I'm smoking, smoking my socks here. But in terms of one-on-one defender, I haven't seen someone that good. Now you're asking him to try and change and improve. And, uh, and, and this is the problem with United. They're buying players that aren't built for what they're trying. And also, they don't even know what they're doing. That's the other thing on top yeah, of all of yeah, that. Yeah, there, there is no so, vision. There is no, there is no system. Yeah, yeah I agree. But, but enough from about a, United. Enough about them. Man City's <laughs> perspective, obviously, three points now from Chelsea. Cancelo really doing the business there. They look like they had issues at left back with Mendy getting, you know, the allegations he's been going under and everything else. Um, also chipping in with the goal. Yeah, what do we think from the Man City thing? It's it's one of those sides that we just tend to assume they're just going to keep going on, even though they drop points here and there. Yeah, they they are they are they are they are they build up ahead of steam and then they go. We saw it last season. Um, yeah, we've seen it the season before that. Even when they when they didn't win the league, when Liverpool won the league, you, City were there. They were consistently getting the points, getting the wins. They also just have. You look at some of the, the the individual performances, and I'm always impressed every time I watch City because I don't watch City every week. Every time I do, I'm reminded just how talented Carl Walker is as well. You know, he's. I think we we forget it. We kind of take it for granted because he's in City's side or whatever. But you look at what he does defensively and going forward. He's actually a really solid right back. He does some incredible work, and he's in the right position all the time. He makes some some absolutely incisive runs. There was a few moments where he pulled defenders out of position because he would just make diagonal runs basically towards the penalty spot from from the, the right wing back position. And defenders wouldn't know what to do. They'd move, and it creates the space. And something City do really well is create space where there is none. There was that one moment, I've seen it repeated on Twitter a few times, the, the replayed the video, where... Um, Ronaldo got forward and then he wanted to, he passed into a space where someone should have been making a run. And instead of there being any United players, there was four city players suddenly moved into that place, into the space where, the, where, where he'd expected a mm. teammate to be. They took the ball, they turned it over and they were, they were all over United. And it's just things like that. They just know where to be their their positional awareness, their understanding of their system. And they do it consistently every single time. The runs they make are always so like, you know the, the the space that Foden was finding on the wing there. There was a few diagonal balls, long diagonal balls to him, and finding yeah. him in yards and yards of space. You just think at some point, someone in United should have said, "We should be marking him better." We should, you know, if he's going to move out into that space, someone go with him. Like yeah. there should be someone on the bench. And I'm, the, you know, I'm not an experienced is, footballer. And even I could look at that and say, yeah. just, just, just follow him. Just you follow him. Why is he always open? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, no, I was freezing on my side. I was just, I was just checking <laughs> to see if, if I was all good. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But, 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 I mean, valid points. And also, what's interesting is it doesn't even feel like they, like you said, they haven't even hit full steam yet. And this was like a practice mm-hmm. game for them. And they three points off the top of the what the league leaders at the moment. So there's still a lot more to come there, and they're still playing without a striker. Question regarding Sterling. Oh, is, this, is this his loss? <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah, I don't know. Gabriel Jesus was on the field and we keep saying they're playing without a striker. What is he? <laughs> tap, tap in merchant. That's funny, no. Tap in merchant, no? Tap in, a tap in merchant. Yeah, he's a, he's a striker. Tap in but... merchant, you still have to be a striker. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you could say... He's going to be doing that job. <laughs> I agree with that. He's a, he's, you could call him... A, yeah, he's a striker. I remember they started him out at the wing. They was playing at the wing at some point. But the fact yeah, is they look, can't play without him. 
That's the yeah, they play they play a fluid front line. They don't mm-hmm. they don't have you know, but but he is a striker. In it's you yeah. know in the same way that ostensibly on paper, Firmino is a striker. Yeah. But I mean, fair play, he gets a lot more game time, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Sterling, is this the last season we're going to see of Sterling playing in uh, Man City City. Colors? Yep. Uh, I think it'll depend on the development of Grealish, to be honest. I think if if Grealish, because Grealish still hasn't entirely proven himself. Um, although that said, Foden could end up just taking both their places because he's just his, his his vision and his touch is phenomenal. Um, they probably didn't need to spend any money at all; they could have just you know taken him. But um, I think it depends how far Grealish comes, and then yeah, possibly that he might move along. Okay, Wanga Deng, are you still there? But yeah, for me, I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just surprised about this uh, whole Sterling situation. Um, he's you know when he when he got to Man City, I mean they took him from Liverpool. There was they were like um, you know, he was he was praising Sterling, saying everything about his about his potential and all of that. And now um, it's and it was sudden even they've gone they spent a hundred million on Jack Grealish and now he's not playing. Sterling is telling um other people that uh, he would like to go he doesn't mind going to Spain and stuff. And Pep Guardiola now is praising um I mean he doesn't he doesn't need to praise Grealish. They already spent a hundred million on him. And now he's praising Mares, um saying that you know looking at the potential of Mares, saying that Mares could be one of the greats if he fix a couple of things. And that's exactly what he said about Sterling when he got in Sterling. So I'm just trying to wonder what's happening with uh player player coach relationship there. Um it's it's definitely something's happened there. Something something has definitely happened there that you're probably not aware about. But yeah, that's what I just find mm-hmm. interesting with that. So I don't know where it's gonna go, but well, well, he does do that. I mean, I think he did that at Liverpool, and that was one of the the reasons that he he landed up leaving. He does, he gets to the point where he gets too big for his shoes, where he thinks he's entitled to a certain position. And look, I might be speaking out of turn, but at that time, I'm speaking on what I saw from when Liverpool did the speaking as a documentary. No, 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 no. But remember, there was behind the scenes documentary <laughs> with Brendan Rodgers, and it, it completely backfired. But Sterling, it was actually with those moments where Sterling was back chatting Brendan Rodgers and that sort of thing. It was, and it was at that uh-huh. point where the player wanted to leave. So we could consider that as a possible something, something. And we know Pep Guardiola doesn't—he doesn't mess around. If if once yeah. he's discarded you, you are. There's no way you're coming back. And that's that's actually, I think, what I'm trying to ask is. Is do you think that's happened, or do you think it's just the guy can't get game time because of the hundred million nah. spent on Grealish? I think Something I think it's a mixture happened. of things. I think there's a mixture. You, you got to bear in mind a lot of these players are. <laughs> hey, Jason, you could be yes. right. He's claiming I he's claiming so. load shedding, but you know, <laughs> fake news. He's fake. He's news. in the dark though. He is in the dark. Either way, <laughs> <laughs> he's under. He's, he's, he's either sitting in the dark or under a dark cloud. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean, the, the thing is, a, a lot of these players are hugely ambitious. I'd be surprised. I'd, I reckon probably more than half the famous players have at one or a time or another shouted at their coach and wanted more game time, wanted a specific yeah. position, wanted more of the ball because that's the kind mm. of people they are. They they know how good they are. They want to get the best. So I think man- modern managers know how to manage that. It is possible that he's he's not happy being perceived as kind of second class to to the new signings and to some of the other things. But he's still an immensely talented player. I think if he goes to Spain, it will be uh-huh. to it, he's not going to go waste away at like you know Saragossa or something. He'll play at, at a serious level. He'll go to Barcelona, Real Madrid. Please, Matt, gonna... Matt, Zaragoza. Mm. 
Come on, that's, I that's why you did, you, Zaragoza. You need Zaragoza. you need to get the you, you need to get the red lorry <laughs> practice. Red, red, what what is it? Red lorry. Yeah, I'm, 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 lorries. I'm fine. I'm fine in English. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to rattle off Spanish geography for you, but <laughs> um, but yeah, right. he's um, I think I think he's still a huge player. He could do it, you know any side would be happy to have him. Any side in the Premier League would take Sterling, and I'm sure. Yeah. If Barcelona could find some money down the back of the couch, they'd happily throw it at, at City to get hold of him. I agree. Fair point. Fair point. But we're going to move from the fact where we got a player that was it was seventy five million pounds spent on Sancho, was in the England squad, obviously not in the England squad anymore, and mm-hmm. we've got another player on Arsenal's books who's he's found his feet. He's scoring. I think it's three go- three games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. They Wonga. and now he's just been called up to England. So again. Feels are good at the moment in in Arsenal. It's not just you, Wonga. It's your young player Smith Rowe as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. Um, I think I think everyone who watched him the first time. I mean, um, uh, the first couple of games he played for Arsenal. I think the the one key thing is that him, the way he's been playing, has been consistent. What's consistent about him is his work rate. Um, he's not that hasn't died out any game he's played. Even if when he got hammered. Um, hey, flying, Jason. I've got, uh, I've silhouetted myself to the chair here, bro. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be floating. Floating, <laughs> But, yeah. but uh, no, nah, I mean, Spidro has, has, he's, he's been immense. And, and, and it's, I've always just wanted what Smithro is doing to flow through the team. Um, and you can see that's, I don't know if it's, that's the case, but Abomiang now started to push. Like I said, starting to push. You can, you can see this. And, this is this is when you can see that okay this is now the guys want to win and now the fans you know as a fan you're backing something you know but like Man United uh, what they're feeling now I've been there that's so why I can identify what it looks like uh, when you when you when you when you are supporting a team that doesn't even want to play or doesn't even look like they want to win uh, uh, it, it's, it's it's a very difficult thing to do but yeah good for him um, I, I I think he deserves it hundred percent. Um, yeah, exactly. uh, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not going to be easy to break into that England squad. But I, I think he can definitely help out there. And he's, he's still young. He's got a long. I mean, hopefully he has a he has a very long uh, career like uh, um, some of the, the the guys in that um, England squad. But yeah, I think he, yeah. he could be he could be immense um, uh, long term for that for that team. So yeah, good. And um, do, and do you think uh, Dean Smith would probably still have a job at Villa had he made that move? Smith Rowe made that move. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I I, I think it's good. He actually, yeah, it's he stayed for a reason. He's got the number ten for a reason, and yeah, I'm I'm happy with him. Come lie to you. Happy with for him and with him. But now, are we not going to talk about the dubiousness of the goal? Huh? Because there's there's a a lot of complaints. A lot of complaint from Watford fans. And, 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 and neutrals around Arsenal not giving back the throw after it was put out for a, a, an injured player. Watford put it out and then Arsenal threw it back and played on. They didn't give it back to Watford. And there was a lot of... Oh, obviously, I, it's not a rule, but it's kind of a... Yeah. Like, I wouldn't like to. I didn't... Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, I don't... I didn't... I, I won't lie to you to say that I, I understand the, the, what actually happened. Um... I did watch the game, but that I didn't notice. What I did notice was, hey, there goes Claudio. He's running away because it's going to be his turn soon. Anyways, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I did notice, Matt, was if there was anything I was going to complain about in that goal, 
it was um, when Condomood was, but they they bumped into another player. I think they bumped into Saw, and Saw was breathless, <laughs> knocked the wind out of him. And then they said we played on from there, and then we scored. I thought that's what the complaint was about. Um, okay. I that's what I think the complaint. I heard the complaint was about that. Um, is that Saw? Like, and the the funny thing is that there, there was an insane incident that happened when it's actually when Shaka got injured. The same as Shaka, yeah. Shaka got injured, um, he got clattered. Uh, twisted his knee in that he was like mm. he's been up for it's, it's a probably it was a serious injury you know and they I can't who was the Pelicans man but they went on and they scored a goal it wasn't even like looked at in the media no one no one like blinked about it I couldn't could remember it yeah <laughs> I, no, I, I couldn't even remember about I didn't even remember yeah. and now it's, it's and if you look at the situations they look identical and identical in the fact that the man has been clattered and directly yeah, afterwards, yeah. right there outside the box, guy goes and he scores. And I, I was with my cousin, and the funny thing is, when Arsenal scored, I was like celebrating, and then I see the replay, I was like, oh, no. I was like, no, what is he doing? What is he thinking? That was careless. And they allowed the goal, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, nothing I could do about that. <laughs> I think I think on balance, Arsenal deserved the win. I mean, you had the penalty yeah. saved, which was you know great for Foster. Oldest player in the mm. Premier League. You know, how many people... Yeah. He's, he's older than me. I'm not saving penalties in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, um, oh. and, and you guys had your chances. You had another goal disallowed. So I think on balance, it was fair enough for Arsenal to win. Um, but I do know there were some question marks around ungentlemanly conduct around that throw-in again. Um, but, you know... You, I never saw that one. The no. same thing could be said for Watford. Watford saw that they were playing on. They should have just gotten involved. They kind of stayed asleep. They, they, they allowed too much space. Um, and they, they, you know, seem, wanted to cry foul afterwards when it's not really a rule, given the ball back's not actually yeah. And uh, a law of if you look at it, and Cla- Claudio Ranieri, I, I saw he was, uh, he was uh, complaining about it as well. But I mean, even he, yeah. I don't know if you saw your player. I don't know if he's just something against Arsenal because playing for Tottenham. But he gave, a, he gave, uh, like I said, a legit wrestling move. Um, oh, the yes, the, yes, the penalty was the, the, was the, yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> that. That could have been worthy of the red card. You know, that was crazy. It could have been. Could have been. He was quite yeah. lucky to stay on, um, and he was very lucky that the penalty got saved because it was. Yeah. Um, it was an absolute <laughs> moment of madness. But he he seemed to struggle a little bit the, the whole game. He he is that little bit older now. I think his pace was a bit. Yeah. There was a few times where you saw Rose having to scramble back to try and make up for it, and I think it's you know it's a shame because I love Danny Rose. He's done so many amazing things for Spurs, but it does look like he's against uh, a more. A very pacey attack. He's he is starting to struggle. I think yeah, with that, with that, like I think for me it was more of his decision making. Like he would he would go mm. press a player at the wrong yeah. time and then actually leave a leave a gap for leave a thing. Gap. But yeah, mm. I kind of I kind of felt sorry for him because I've been watching his games and it seems like to, it seems to happen every game against Liverpool. You they were ravaging him. I'm pretty sure half time they were like Salah, come come, you can see he's weak. Let's 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 go get him. Um, yeah, it's not it's not nice to see a player playing. Bad and then other yeah. teams, you know, pouncing. But that's that's the reality of uh, professional football. Yeah. Um, what Jason is saying, yeah, um, yeah, bro, yeah they, they've think... been they've been doing it to Trent week in week out. So I mean, they're, they're targeting him. That's for sure. <laughs> so that's just, just anyway. But, just, but, as you say, what, yeah, Jason's saying. I, I say I like press the players. I say I like what Jason's saying. And he's saying high press yeah. and players are buying into it. I think that's that's the key thing um, about this is that before, when it, especially beginning of the season. Um, maybe the players were 
Oh, yeah, there were some players I didn't agree with. Hey, there goes Claudio. But anyways, there were players I didn't agree with. Um, and I, I said this last week because the holding, the, 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 the chambers, there's no one here, um, and watching here that would put those guys in mm-hmm. their defense, you know. Um, and there was a shaka as well. There's no one here that would put a shaka in the team. And you say, yeah, you have him. Okay. So would you replace him with any player in your team? No. Yeah, you know, yeah. so, um, but the, the, it, it, yes, those players weren't playing well. But there was that thing and I kept on complaining about it, is that every doesn't look like people are trying to do what um, if there was any plan. It doesn't look like anyone's trying to follow any plan. There was no, you know, that, that, like you, now you see, you can see that there's a high press. You know, you can actually see it. Yeah. But before you, you didn't see that. You know, you just you just saw yeah. players lazing around, waiting. Um, Especially when Saka was on the field. Oh my goodness, I hated it. The ball moving side to side. Oh my goodness me. Lukonga is literally, every time he gets the ball, you can see he's trying to go forward. Passing balls yeah. forward. Like, that, and, and, and the role that, the way that changes the shape of the game. I think yeah. Arsenal is like, you, you guys have got such good examples of that because when Xhaka sits, sits quietly and he, he passes it sideways and all of the movement comes from the wings, you end up seeing that the, the, the opposition knows they, they don't need to worry about the centre. So then their defence, yes. they can kind of worry about the wings and it leaves that blank space that's not getting filled. With Lukonga yeah. pushing forward, it changes the shape. So Watford were constantly having to think about three directions of attack. And that's yeah. where Rose was making those mistakes because he'd move in towards the centre to try to follow the ball. He'd get dragged mm. out wide by, by the running player and then he'd, he'd end up making mistakes. And the, 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 the simple fact of having him on the field makes such a huge difference. I think mm. you guys, you, 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 they're looking really good. The, the test with Arsenal, and it's, you know, this fair play, this is a run of form you guys haven't had, probably under Arteta's reign. I don't think you've played this well. And then, but um, the, the test will come if, when the, there's a sticky situation, if you lose a game or you have one or two bad games, then if, if Arsenal have still got the, the aptitude to bounce back, because they've always had that, that kind of, that mental thing where as soon as they start to have a struggle, they, they close in on themselves and they become very, very defensive and then, and then they, yes. they struggle. So I think Arteta's done some amazing work to get them here. They've shown incredible resolve to bounce back from where they were. I mean, people had written them off. Seriously, we, we had. Yes. You know, we, we very much written them off. And the fact Wonga that knows that very well. Is already, yeah. is already huge. <laughs> and if they can maintain it over the course of the season, we could be looking at you know, a, serious, a serious challenge come next season. Or, and you know, who knows? Top four is not, off, not, not, not yeah. unthinkable at this stage. I, um, is that true? If Arsenal beat Liverpool, will that be above Liverpool? Is that where it yep. is? Yes. So, uh, Liverpool yes. are only two Clapping. points above Arsenal at this moment in time. We... And the next game is against Arsenal. So if they do... Oh, it's written in the you stars. Know, you, you ask yourself, I mean, Arsenal were, were, were just... At, oh, we're at the bottom. We're at the bottom. And everyone here was at the top. And you ask yourself, what the hell were you guys doing at the top? <sighs> like, we're here. We left you here. <laughs> came back. And now we're really going to put you guys underneath <laughs> us. But like, what the heck would you guys do at the top? What the heck is going on here? And I know exactly Arsenal... what's going on here. Hang on, hang on, Wonga. I know exactly <laughs> what's going on. It's every Thursday, pre-match Mooty. Whatever. It's just the name of our show, but you're taking the shit literally. You keep saying every Thursday, every other team above us needs to drop points. And they're doing it. I don't know what bones you're throwing, but it seems to be working. <laughs> but look here, yeah. Claudio. Even they were saying, if, if Arsenal beats big, if not a big, I kill. The if is like this, if I can see it, even maybe that big. If, is it at if we beat, huh? Is it at Anfield? I actually don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. I'll tell, you now. I'll tell you guys now. I think it is at Anfield. Hold on. But yeah, is Anfield? even, mm, I don't know. Even in that sense, it, yeah, at Anfield it will be difficult. I'm not gonna lie, but 
Think about it. Arsenal's like the same. Before, oh my goodness me. You've seen the way Arsenal are playing. Liverpool players were probably like, we're going to feast on them. Now, Arsenal's playing. It's a different team now. Um, and Arsenal, Arsenal, when Arsenal was playing well with like Mesut Ozil and them, Liverpool struggled against Arsenal. And we, we want that spacing behind. Liverpool love giving that spacing behind. Um, Virgil van Dijk... Points, points on that. I mean, moment. look at Fornells. Fornells on Sunday was enjoying that yeah. space beyond. That, yes, that was, yeah, that, yeah. That was but, and, but remember, we spoke about this last season with Liverpool. And I don't know if we're going to talk about the Liverpool game yet. We'll get into it. But we did speak about mm. Liverpool last season being a bit complacent with their defence. Mm. And, and they seem yeah. to... They, this, they, they do this high press. They do this again press. And, but then they forget that that comes with a big responsibility at the back to, 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 yes. to manage that space. Because you do create a lot of space. And if you're going to allow runners in behind and you're not going to kind of take the responsibility for getting going with them and stuff you're creating a lot of a lot of headaches for yourself um, in in but what i've seen matt especially in, like this weekend with uh with uh with uh the liverpool team um i just want to correct, correct what is this what is the scoreline claudio the um what was you guys lost yes i remember is he, is he playing games he's, oh you listen yeah, you see how he lined that one up yeah <laughs> oh yes Look, so, lost. what's, what's yeah, the yeah. score Oh, what is it? Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, did you guys play? Did you guys? Did you? What, what, what? Uh, okay, nice. Chop. You see why Arsenal uh, stay at the bottom? That's exactly why they need to stay. Hey, hey. Yeah, look, uh, it's a London team, so you're going to obviously struggle. Um, but listen, um, when when Liverpool are down, there's a time. Obviously, now you got to you got to commit them in forward and stuff. But even at times, what? Let's uh, <laughs> see. I won't care if I was an Arsenal fan. Hey, I'm not getting carried away. We here. The fact is, we are here. I don't understand. I, I mean, one way. We are we here. On this show, and you are clearly getting carried away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> carried away. You literally Listen. said you need a cellar tape to keep you on your chair because you will be floating away right now. So let's yeah. let's guys. Uh, we're we're at the bottom. We're at the bottom. You can be at. We're the at. We got yeah. smashed four. We got beaten by Brentford. Okay, but not many people teams have beaten Brentford. Uh, well, Brentford I, got beaten we smash five, sorry. by Norwich. By Norwich. Are, yeah, and yeah. they sacked the manager. And, and they considered ten and so... three. You considered ten and three. Yeah, it was. Ah, look, goodness look, me. I think I think Arsenal Arsenal are on the up. Um, there, there's there's a serious good momentum about them. The sterner tests will arrive than than sneaking a cheaty goal against Watford. But um, you know, you'll see how it goes <laughs> at Liverpool. But yeah, the yeah, Spurs yeah. game. So, this was an interesting Ooh. one. Both sides in terrible form, realistically. Everton, Everton having a bad run. Um, and, and both sides looked it. I watched the whole game because I love punishment. Um, and, and both sides had showed flashes of, of what they can do on a good day. Both sides showed there was some, interest, there was some really good passing from Spurs. I really like the way we move the ball around, um, both in, in Europe against Vitesse. And, and this weekend against Everton, there was some really, really nice passing. Just good movement off the ball, creating space. But the, the, the finish, the, the final ball just wasn't there. The finishing was off. The, they didn't have a single shot on target again for a whole game, which is a really damning indictment on our attacking, um, our, our attack. So, and, and Everton, for their part as well, just didn't attack properly. They kept putting in these crosses that are perfect for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and he wasn't playing because of injury. So they put in these perfect crosses, and there was no one on the mm-hmm. end of it. Again and again and again, and they were really good. They were they were definitely going to trouble our defence with them, but there was no one for in an Everton shirt to get on the end. Um, and I think it, it did kind of highlight just how much work Conte still has to do. There's a long way to go for for Spurs to get back to where we where we want to be and where we've got the squad to be. Um, but there was also some positives. I think the three at the back system works really well. I've seen some talk just today actually about Spurs potentially. 
in the, so they played 3-4-3 and there's a chance they're thinking about changing to 3-4-1-2 to kind of have that creative midfielder linking the midfield and the attack, which I think could really work well in our case. I think a front two of Son and Kane with someone creative behind them could really um, kind of potentially be what we need to kind of unlock that that lack of of a finishing finish ball um, at the moment. But yeah, not 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 a great result. Would have been nice to sneak a win. Lacelso hit the post late on, which would have been really sweet. But in on on balance, it was probably a fair result for both sides. Matt, what did you make of the red card? It was a it was a weird one because when they gave the yellow, I thought it was fair straight away, and then he obviously the ref got called to the TV. Um, and you know, whenever they call that, they mean they want him to change it. Um, and mm. it did look like a really bad tackle. And, and I think the thing is, he it looked like he did really go for the ball, but he did it with his leg really high and with his studs showing, which you know you're not meant to do. That's the first thing you're taught. You know, don't don't go in for a tackle with a high leg and, and studs out and stuff. So it looked really bad. And on the replay, it looked even worse. In real time, it was kind of hard to tell. But um, in the in the replay, what the ref obviously got to see on the TV, it did look mm. really harsh. And I think if the ref had seen that angle when he'd watched it, he might have given a straight red. I don't know. Maybe, well, presumably he would have, otherwise he wouldn't have made that decision when he watched the replay. Um, but I think it was potentially a bit harsh. But it was very late in the game. And to be honest, I don't think either side, I don't think it impacted the result. I don't think Everton were seconds from a goal. You know what I mean? I, I think mm. it was, and, and they can obviously appeal. I don't think they will, they'll get away with it because by the letter of the law, it was probably a red card, but it was a bit harsh. I think if that had happened to Spurs, I'd be pretty cut up about it. But it, it, I don't think it impacted the result is, is I guess, the, the nicest thing you can say about it. Okay, fair enough. But seeing as you were the eyes on this game and you were obviously focusing on Spurs, but from an Everton perspective, when you were seeing their performance and where they're at, even mm-hmm. with Rafa Benitez right now, look, it's not many games in. I think it's... How many games? Mm. 11 games have been played this season. Have, did you see yeah. enough from Everton to go like Benitez is managing to to get his message across to the players? Or do you think they're also a club in a, all over the place? Yeah, I don't know. I, I See, it's a tough one with Everton because they they haven't... It's not like they're... You know, when, when Spurs were com- complaining about Mourinho and complaining about Nuno, they were remembering Poch where we got so close to actually winning the league, you know finished second we finished third you know we, we had a Champions League final Everton haven't really hit the heights lately so mm-hmm. it's hard to know mm-hmm. with Everton and I don't watch Everton every week so maybe I'm talking out of turn if there's any Everton fans watching please correct me but it must be hard for them to measure because maybe this is as good as they can be at the moment the league is very competitive at the moment Everton's squad is probably not the strongest they've got a couple of really good players who who could maybe play at, at bigger sides but they're, they're I mean like I said they, they didn't seem to have a plan B and they hadn't hadn't planned for not having Dominic Calvert-Lewin because they were still putting in the endless crosses that you would expect him to get the end of, and he wasn't even on the field. And they they were shaky at the back. Um, they they weren't. I mean, they were lucky they were playing us because we couldn't you know, apparently don't know how to score goals anymore. But there was a couple of moments where there was space that that a, a better side would have exploited. Um, and and they lost the midfield battle. I think Spurs had probably the better of the midfield tussle during the course of the game, and that's probably not a good look. I don't think you want to come out looking like you were lucky to walk away with a draw at home to Spurs at the moment on our current yeah. form. If I was an Everton fan, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be asking the question, you know, you've seen a couple of clubs now have pulled the trigger. They've got rid of managers that weren't living up. He's probably done just enough to earn himself a bit longer because he is Rafa. He knows what he's doing. Um, hmm. You would presume. And, and they're not, it's not like they're in a relegation battle. Um, but 
I think I would I would have been hoping for more. I think as an Everton as Everton fans, they were probably expecting to be because he's basically just doing exactly what what they were getting last season, right? Basically yeah, it is. and I suppose it's, it's no better. No, I think he's done worse. I mean, look, he started all right, but now what? Last five games, two draws, three losses, and three consecutive losses, and I think that's maybe where it gets a bit mm. tricky for him. And next game is Man City, so it's not looking too good from a rougher perspective. But also, when we look at the players he brought into the club, they weren't exactly showstoppers. I mean, there were players that he was. He loves a bargain. Mm bargain sort of purchase and for him as, as a manager it actually works out when he gets a bargain player because then he manages expectation and he goes oh look I'm actually overperforming with the players that I got and he loves that narrative from from, from my, my journey of being following him as soon as he gets bigger players I actually think that's when he gets found out when he gets given money and trying to sign players that can make a difference so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out but I mean Akil's saying it was such dead game that Spurs wouldn't have scored even if they had, what, had two more Everton players sent off so, yeah, I think he's right there. Uh, look, I think I think the the changes that he did make when he brought on Lacelso, for example, I think Lacelso did. He offered a bit more. He was that, and that's probably prompted the talk about maybe we need an attacking midfielder sitting behind our strikers because he seemed to. There was a bit more dynamism there, um, not enough to to force a goal, but and Kane is still still off the pace. There was a couple of nice passes. There was a moment where Kane. Um, uh, found some space and created a re- put a really nice through ball for for Mora that unfortunately didn't come to anything. But there were flashes of it. But yeah, uh, we probably needed a, a few more players sent off and maybe a couple more hours before we were going to get a goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's I mean Liverpool got goals over the weekend, but it didn't go, quite go their way. And it was also it was the egg on the face that people were saying was going to happen, and I was adamant that it wouldn't. Um, but it happened. I have a theory about this. I wanted to check. You remember last season we thought Aubameyang had been swapped for an evil twin who didn't know what football was for a little while. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has that happened to Allison? Because he did not look like a professional goalkeeper for most of the game. <laughs> I mean, look. You, you know the interesting thing about this. No, the interesting about this. Yeah, have a laugh. Have a laugh. Let's so once he's complaining about Ramsdale. Ramsdale doing the thing for him. So I don't even know what's going on there. But look. From from an Allison perspective, it's just one of those that, as a goalkeeper, if you have a bad day, it gets really thrown in the spotlight and a lot gets called to question because at the end, the result's on the line when a keeper has a bad day. Not quite the same if the striker misses three or four. You know, he's always got, possibly if he gets a fifth one, he can still win the game. The goalkeeper makes one yeah, mistake. Yeah. is isn't big shit. Um, and if he makes two... Think- if he makes two mistakes, but also, but wait, before we go into the actual mistakes, I mean, there's a lot to discuss here. That that sort of mistake, if we're gonna we're gonna unpack the game starting off, right? We go okay. The first goal that's conceded from Liverpool's perspective, you know, as as a footballer, do I say that's a free kick? Do I say it should be given? No. When I played, I always thought keepers should be they shouldn't be protected like that, and that should. Mm. In the past, yeah. recently, has that been given? Yes, that's constantly being given. Right. If, if we're looking at previous stuff, am I saying that should have been given? No, I agree with the, the decision. I think it's one of those that the keeper keeper comes out, he mistimes it completely, he gets caught of God and then tries to make a meal out of it. But like I said, I've seen them given in the past. Fine. But that goal in the beginning does kind of change the mood a little bit. I have not seen a West Ham crowd or the Olympic Stadium get behind a team like they did that day. They have been quiet for yeah. years on end and suddenly the mood in the club is different. It's, it's a different atmosphere. David Moyes had a different look on his face. He normally looks like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Now he looked like some bull ready to take on Klopp with his horns. It was a different sort of He seems to be aging backwards. He's getting younger. There's something Benjamin in the water at the, at the London Benjamin Stadium. Button. He's... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, you know... 
You know, um, the funny thing with that that goal, I don't know. Even even Klopp is, I know Klopp was complaining about it a lot. But you see, like that's I, I can understand maybe because he's the manager. But like he claims that. Well, look, if you're manager, you're going to say that's a foul. That is definitely a foul. If if you're a manager of any team, I, if if you're manager, Matt, I, I hear what you say. If you're manager and that happens to a keeper, you're going to say that's a foul. But Claudio, I hear what you're saying. But the ball he says, him. he says literally the guy is held. He said the guy held Allison. And my goodness me, that's that's uh, uh you know that's clutching of straws, holding like when when Arsenal played Brentford, they were holding they were, they were holding the keeper that was holding, but that ah uh, jeez, he's literally he's just gone past he's just gone past the guy. Uh, I can't understand it, but yeah, it's it's frustration. I get it. You know, he wants to win. Yeah, look, I think the. the... The challenge is sometimes you're going to have a situation like that where, you know, you could argue maybe he was a bit unlucky not to get it, whatever. Normally, the Liverpool of of, of the past would have shaken that off and, and got themselves back to business. This time round, and I think you're right, Claudio, I think part of it was down atmosphere at the stadium. I think the West Ham fans really did. They took it up a notch. They got behind the team. They were all up for it, you know. And But it seemed to rattle Liverpool. They, they, were, they were not quite Look. themselves. Look, look, to say they were rattled, I think this is... Look, Akil's bringing something to light, and I'll get to this point. And he says Liverpool midfield were, were getting overrun continuously. And if not from Dyke, you know, it could have been five or six. And I'm going to get to that point now, but I just want to start off... They concede very early on, three minutes in. The crowd gets behind them. Liverpool try to get a foothold into it. Then that tackle comes in, that Cresswell tackle. Now, whatever we're going to make out of it, we're going to go into this tackle. Yeah, we're going to go into this mm. tackle, but that tackle happened. And the crowd get behind the club, the, the team even more. Because that's, as, as a home fan, you want to see that. You want to see your players. I mean, Wonga, you've been saying you want to see players trying. And that kind of changes. Yes. But at the same time, if you're looking at the game right before that, an Everton player gets sent off for something not too dissimilar. And in this case, you know, he goes, he goes for the ball quite aggressively, unnecessarily so, you could mm. argue. He goes over the ball, hits the player, the trailing leg takes the player out. So now, if that's gone back to VAR and it's still not given a red card, that's, it's also a possible game changer. It doesn't get given. Fine. It doesn't get given. A lot of guys are saying that's a red card. I think it's very few saying it isn't a red card. Whatever. Irrelevant. Liverpool get their foothold back in the game. They get the goal back in the game. Halftime, for whatever reason, second half starts. This midfield, and as you spoke about it earlier, Matt, you know that space, or Wongo, you spoke about Uzel drifting in behind, the space in behind. Four nulls in the day, you could argue, was the difference. But the midfield, you, the difference was you have a West Ham side that are playing the same 11. That's the same 11 yeah. players. They know what they're doing. They've been playing week yes. in, week out. Liverpool's side has been, you know, changing the midfield. We've had the injuries. There's been a lot of changes. Chamberlain's in his art. He's in his art. And again, my biggest frustration. You're not going to wait for this. Wait, wait, Wonga. You've got to listen to this one. This result doesn't happen if Jeannie Van Haldem is on the park. That is all I'm saying. You're not the first Jeannie Liverpool Haldem. fan who said that that I've heard. And 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 there was Jeannie, Jeannie the man. Well, it, it's yes. also it's it's that space that was being created was the kind of stuff he used to nip off. You know. He would be the yeah. one who tracked the runner and that kind of thing. Mm. I think it's a valid point. Well, they they never did replace him. You've spoken about it more than once. Yeah, well, I mean, Thiago true. came on. Thiago came on second half. Within the first 30 seconds, I shit you not, he gave the ball away six times. Within 30 yeah. seconds, he did it. And you know my biggest frustration <laughs> with Thiago? And he did this afterwards. But he thinks he thinks his job is to give this picturesque sort of pass. Sometimes yes. he's about six, six yards 
You can just drive the thing on the floor. No, you need to you need to loft it in the air and give the whole team time to get back behind the ball. I'm like, what the fuck are and you he doing? To, he does he it has to pass time. it in a certain way. Like he, he can't just like, do a normal chip. It has to be like a turn the chip. He has to be a look away. <laughs> can you imagine what his highlights reel must look like on YouTube, guys? It must be a thing ah, on YouTube. That thing's great. But but at the same time, what it doesn't show you is like Van Holden. Van Holden didn't. He never got muscled off the ball. He never gave away the ball. And he came on. He gave the ball away. I think six or seven times. Look, I'm targeting Thiago now. This is just my personal frustration that I have with the man. But he comes on. He also gets nicked off the ball. I'm like, that shit just doesn't happen if you got a genie there. But apart from that, cool, cool. Trent. Trent also forgets that he's a defender. And this, if anyone asks why it's not in the England squad, when you've got a full England 11 of right backs, the reason Trent doesn't play is because he doesn't track back ever. And even when he should track back or read the game slightly different, he doesn't. And that's where Van Halden was beneficial for him. And, you know, we're going to highlight, we're going to highlight Allison, right? We're going to highlight Allison for, for the mistakes that he made. But the expectation is, and you could argue that he's such a good keeper that when there are zonal marking, no one even attempts to go for the ball because they all look at Addison going, oh, he'll get that. Trent yeah. doesn't even attempt to put his head on the ball. Not well, once, yeah, that, not I, ever, never. I was going to say that, like, for Trust all the jokes around the, the second for the, 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 the mistake for that goal and, you know, whether or not he should have got it, whatever. The truth is those players that he was competing with were unmarked. So, Zuma, you know, free run, a complete free exactly. run. And also, like, something to comment on that, West Ham... I think 32 goals from set pieces. Most goals scored from set pieces. Something they were doing often, they were targeting Trent at left back, oh, at right back because they knew there was that space in behind. Set pieces, they knew they were going to have space in to run because no one was marked. Also, Zuma being marked by Mane. So I think like there were a lot of things that Liverpool did do wrong, but also my but frustration, if... it shouldn't be much of a frustration because, I mean, look, it's their first loss in 25 games. Not many, not many fans have the luxury of saying that. So I've got no yeah. complaint there. And it was a bad day at the office. Fair enough. And mm. I'm going to take that. Yeah. But, I mean, I is, there not, is, is there not, at some point, at what point do we question the fact that Trent still isn't improving defensively? He's yeah. being coached by the same guy for a significant period of time. He's not going to improve he, defensively. He's just, but, he's I mean, you know what, that, you down, someone to how much of that him. is down to coaching? Because he is a right back. It's got, nothing, it's got nothing enough, to do with coaching there. He knows what he needs to do. It's not, it's not rocket science. He's a science, young player. It's, but it's not it's rocket his. science. It's positional. Yes. You, if you look at what he's doing, say, for example, the, I think it was the second goal, the second goal where they, it gets picked up in the midfield. It's quite a high line. The thing gets playing behind. All he really has to do is just, as soon as he's lost the ball, he's already out of position. He needs to know he needs to get back. The attempt isn't there. He kind of half-assed it. He's so spoiled by the centre-backs that he has who cover for him constantly and the midfield but, that he actually takes the foot off the gas a little bit, in my opinion. You know, Claude, that's what I was going to mention in the, um, just when I was speaking about when I mentioned um, the Arsenal team. When you look at, when, when you look at, um, Liverpool, when you looked at Liverpool when they were down, um, in fact, yeah, in fact the, whole, the whole game, is that, I don't know if they do it every game, because I, I don't watch them that often, but, you can see that there's a point in the game where they actually rely. That's why I said, I don't know, is it the players not tracking back or is it um, them as a team saying, no, we'll rely on our uh, our three, uh, maybe three defenders who are back and then we'll try to hit them on the counter. Is that, I don't know what it was, but that's what I saw. Guys will not literally come back. At many times, there were three, there were three defenders. Um, I never, just Van Dyke. I didn't even see the other guys, but I just, I just saw three at the back 
um, obviously, and then obviously for me and Van Dyke, like like Akil was saying, Van Dyke was dealing with that. He dealt with it, and then I think the idea was then, okay, look, these guys have committed maybe four on three. We should have mm. uh, more men up front. Is that? Don't you think that was more of a tactic than Trent not no, coming back? It's, it's, no, no, no. It's something they've done season in, season out. And like I said, they're, they're spoiled by the luxury of that Rolls-Royce player that they have at the back who's able to mm. read. But we know he's not fire, firing at all cylinders. And also, I think on the day, it, it's not... Now we're nitpicking. Yes, Allison, obviously, terrible day, terrible game, what, what, what. But I don't think there were many players in that Liverpool side that have performed six and above in terms of where to rate them out of 10. I know... As, uh, Van Dijk would definitely be up there. And arguably, you could say Origi, because Origi and Matt and I were talking about this. Origi is the type of player that you start him. He's not, he's not smart enough to play within a system. He's not smart enough to, to be in the build-up or involved. But you give him 15 minutes and you say, go get a goal. He is the man. He yeah, is the man for yeah. you. So you could say, you know, that is something to look into. But again, the midfield three, the midfield three is all over the place. If Fabinho has a bad day, you know it's going to be a trouble. Yeah, and that's one of the. Yeah. And Chamberlain is trying to impress. So we know what Chamberlain does. Chamberlain loves running the ball, loves going forward, and it's just one of those things where the balance is not right. And players, it's just the cohesiveness of not playing week in week out for the midfield three. Unfortunately, I think that's what mm. what it was, and, and, and it was a West Ham that capitalised on that. With we, we, with Trent, uh, Claudio, I'm not too sh- if you know anything about Trent um, and his development, but um, with him, he looks like that sort of player that was maybe playing even on the right wing, even in, in the centre mid, but he had a good foot, but it was not good enough to be in that position. And now they've put him at the right back because obviously he had that ability nah, to whip in the ball. Nah, I don't know, because nah, look, nah, he, he can't nah. defend that well. I'm asking. So look, I'm look, asking. look, 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 look. And this is the, no, 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 but this is the thing. This is the thing. You either, as a midfielder, you either, like, look at Chamberlain. Chamberlain's not that player who's going to put in a last-ditch tackle. He's not that type. He will, he will get yeah. stuck in now and then, but he's not going to be that player. And I don't. I think if you're starting out as a midfield mid player, yeah, if you're starting out as, as a midfield player, it's, it's, very, it's a different sort of defending that takes place. Mm. When you're in midfield, it's about reading the game, intercepting at the right time, and catching a player when he's not looking off his guard. That's what it is. When you are right back, and this is why I say one Bissaka is really good. When you're at right back, it's confrontation. It's one-on-one. It's a player running at you with the ball. And you really got to be confident as a defender, know where to put yourself as a positioning. And that's also something that he doesn't know how to do. So on that point, um, Minu Minu even had to track back at one point and, and make the tackle for him, which, well. I found, which I found quite funny. But about his development, he was a player that was earmarked. And not just earmarked, earmarked by Steven Gerrard. And Kirsty was actually in Liverpool when this happened. They were actually briefing the players. And they said, Trent is a player to look forward in the future. And this is a player that's going to make a huge mark on the club. And I think, look, we're not, I'm not, Akil makes a valid point. I don't think, he says he doesn't think Trent was the worst player. And Trent wasn't the worst player. I mean, Robertson was far worse than him at left back. I mean, Trent still gave us something going forward. And he still scored the free kick. And listening to me, like, ramble on, like, I'm super, I'm getting into it. So he wasn't the worst player. I'm just highlighting the flaws that frustrate me that at the end of the day, if your job is a right back, there's certain capabilities that, unless, I mean, there was a point Whereas the right back, he was just chilling up front and he went down the middle because he just had the free license to go, um, um, we need a goal now, so I'm going to play striker. He legit did that for a good three or four minutes. And I thought, yeah. like, as the right back, you need to be coming out wide. Why is he up there? Because he just decided, mm. no, he needs to win the game by himself. So he definitely sees himself in the mold of a Gerard, in the mold of, you know, he needs to lead on the front foot. And that's just, where, where is that? But yeah, it was just a bad day. And also, I think... A lot more needs to be said from a West Ham perspective when we see yeah, a Moyes growing this. into role. Yeah, they were growing into the role. They've got good players. You could argue that this is even the best side a Moyes has ever coached. 
in my opinion. So, and it's no different when we're looking at the players that they have. Antonio front of four nulls. That combination was no different to a Cahill and a Fellaini. Difference being that these players are a lot more agile and possibly better technique on the ball. So he's played his yeah. his four four two, he's four five one when they're defending four four two. So he's, he's doing exactly what David Moyes did, and he's got players that are buying into it. And Declan Rice, but might I add, Man United need a player like Declan Rice because he could be the Fabinho to Man United if they if uh, they manage De- to get Declan this Rice could w- would walk into basically any side except maybe Man City because Man City are kind of stacked for for quality. Quality holding midfielders. Oh, hey, look at that, that dude. Look at that. Look who it is. No, he must All that out. All that out. <laughs> um, yeah, but, we had a good chat about United, Celo. Celo, you need a rewind. But but the yeah. the Declan Rice sort of thing. I think what impressed. Look, obviously he's an English player, so whatever he does, it's going to be overinflated. He's doing yes, a lot of the good work. He's, he's doing a lot of the good work next to Suchek. But I will say mm. what I like about Declan Rice is the leadership that he has, that he possesses, is is calm. He reads the game super well. What I love even more about, more than all of that, is the simpleness he has to the game. He makes makes the simple decision. He makes it look easy. He gives the right pass, and it's not an extravagant pass, but he keeps the ball ticking, and he makes a good tackle. Yeah, and his positioning is always good. He never looks like he had to bust a gut to get to where he was. He seems to know where the game is going to go. He's in the right place at the right time. And then, as you said, he deals with it simply. Once he's got the ball, he he knows where his teammates are. He puts the ball in the right place and he gets things ticking over again. Um, he he is he is a, an absolutely huge talent. I think West Ham are really on to a winner there. He also seems to have a fantastic attitude, you know, just, just in the way he's approaching the game. In in kind of he he's not the sort of player who's he's not getting in people's faces or trying to be something he's not. He's just he's doing his job, he's doing it really, really well, but he seems to be maintaining a certain level of humility and stuff about it. I think um, it, the combinations they've got across the field at, at West Ham at the moment, you know, you mentioned Fornals and Antonio, but, and then, but Rice as well, Rice and Susek, they, they've got some really, really smart players who are doing mm. really smart stuff. And I think read, they could... Read that, read that comment there, Matt. So Akil says, Declan Rice has grown in stature and his mentality is elite. Probably the best English player in the world right now. I think on current form, that's a, that's a very good shot. I, I would argue... Potentially, Foden might be touching him at the moment. I think Foden is also in a run of fantastic form. I think Smith Rowe, Wonga, Smith I'm waiting. I'm waiting for these names. I'm waiting. Yeah. Smith Rowe is invisible. Doesn't exist. Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think, but yeah, a very good shout. I think on current form, Declan Rice is immense. Um, and and I think you. What's also nice is he's. He's doing it at a side that's also collectively hitting their their straps. West Ham, you know, as much as I'm not a West Ham fan, obviously, it is nice to see. It's nice to see Moyes doing what Moyes does and 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 achieving really well, and and the squad coming together. It's a good story. It's a feel good story in in an era of uncertainty. You know, we should all love West Ham. James, Maybe love questions. is a strong word. I've got two questions. West Ham, yeah. second best team in in London, yes or no? And then third one. Third one, first one, second one, whichever. My, my numbers all over the place, like Liverpool's goals that they're conceding. Um, the other question is, David Moyes back to United. I said this last week. If Moyes hadn't already been to United, he would be getting offered the job right now. People would be crying out for it. Oh, yeah. Ramsdale, also a very good English player. <laughs> yeah, Ramsdale playing more. <laughs> he's, playing more. He's, he's the best English player in Arsenal, that's for sure. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, look, in terms of second best side in London, I think yeah, probably current form, you'd probably pick pick West Ham at the moment as the second best side in London. Mm. I um, think yeah, that's that's fair to say because been, um, mm. they are also in the Europa League as well, and they still got a good run of form. Europa mm, mm. and all the other cups as well. They've just beaten Man City in that EFL Cup. Um, yeah, so yeah. you can definitely say that. I don't think, guys, in that sense, Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to take a punt on West Ham in terms of how their season plays out, Oof. do you think they finish top four? Do you think they win a trophy? Do you think, like, what do you guys what, think is the possibility here? What worries me with West Ham, well, if I was a West Ham fan, what it worries, what it worries me is if key players got injured. Mm. Take out two two key players in that team. You take out yeah. an Antonio. You take out maybe Declan Rice. If anyone can break those legs, and maybe just gets a twitch or something. You know, I, I just I don't see anyone. It's a big difference between a twitch and a broken um, leg, mate. I mean... <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> and I don't mean broken in the sense like glitch. Okay, but I mean, okay. Let's say he gets injured. Um, I mean, for for like two weeks, Antonio also out at the same time as well. Um, mm. Do they? Do they keep their run of form? That'll be the good, uh, big question um, that uh, the team would need to answer if they were to finish, I would say, top five. Yeah. Mm. I think Akil saying this right, saying with all due respect, <laughs> Moyes, Moyes has found his level. This is what he's best at, making a mid-table team punch by their weight. And I think that's exactly it. I think he's found I himself just... in a situation where he was at Everton. He likes playing the underdog story. He resonates with the underdog story. I think you make him the top dog and he lands up biting his own tail. I just, yeah. you know, the, what Akil says there, United was too big for him and it still is. And Moyes has found his level. West Ham are currently above United. So his level is, is as it turns above. out, above, above United. Yeah. That's, that's but, the truth. You know, <laughs> it, it, is maybe, it is maybe true. I think the United managerial role is a big one. I think it's not like a normal managerial role. I think once you get into a club like United, there's a lot more politics, there's a lot more, you know, how many other clubs have millions of fans around the world calling for the manager to be changed? I, I, yeah. Yeah, there's not many and I think that's the, the it, it is true that maybe that came at the wrong time in Moyes' career I think and I think it's affected the way he's approached football since um, but I think he's he's done a good job at, at West Ham and, and I, I don't think he's made them punch that high above their weight I think he's got a collection of players you look at that squad they deserve to be fighting for in and around the European places The the how many of those players would there's plenty of clubs in the top six at the moment who would gladly take players from West Ham. So I don't know if they're punching yeah, that far above their weight. I think they, 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 they deserve to be competing at this level. There's um, yeah. signings as well. They've just made some good signings that have hit the ground running. I mean, Silo yeah. touches on the fact Zuma, you know, that was a good signing. I mean, Rice, Suchek, or Rice obviously came through the academy before Nulls. I mean, the day what? he had against Liverpool, fantastic. And he came from Villarreal, yeah, Spanish yeah. player, so good, good yeah, buy there. Huge. But they've got a good squad. They're, they're a good, uh, interesting I team. think in Liverpool's sense as well, I think yeah. what's probably would be worrying to them now is they're probably better than last season, but they're still conceding. I think to them, they're conceding too much. At this point in the season, yeah. I think they're conceding too much. Um, when they, like, I'm just looking back at when they won the league. They were doing what a Chelsea would have done, what Chelsea's doing now. They've only conceded four at this point in the league. Yeah, I think Liverpool, uh, Liverpool were... Mm. One thing they did, they didn't concede. Um, and one goal was enough to win them a game. Well, I mean, that's, that's the only champions, eh? 
Premier yeah. League yeah. champions always don't concede. And right now, you're yeah. right. Chelsea, four goals. I just think... City, six goals. Liverpool, 11 goals. That is far too many if you want to be cons- considered in the title Competing, race. I mean, they, they, yeah, they, they, they will be considered in the title race. And I'm just saying in that, that sense, yeah, they're conceding far too many. Yeah, definitely. But you wanted to say something, Matt? Well, I mean, we talked about it last week, or maybe the week before, I can't remember now, but we talked a little bit about Liverpool having an element of complacency around their, how they yeah. approach certain games. And I think yeah. some of that is kind of made real when you see them not running back. You know, they're, they're kind of, there is a sense of, yeah, we'll t- it'll turn out all right. We've got this. We've done this before. Um, I think we may, I think that when we spoke about it, we mentioned if they are going to sort this out before January, which realistically they need to do, because then the real tough times are going to come when they lose a few mm. players and all of that stuff. Um, they need to, because I think they, they, it could, the chat, the risk for someone like Liverpool is at the beginning of the season, they would have been saying we should be going for another title challenge here. We should be competing there or thereabouts. And as it stands, by January, they could be out the title race. Um, and yeah, I think that, I just, for me, that would be a worrying thing for Liverpool, given the squad they've got, the expectations they had coming into this. Yeah, look, I just, I think, especially also, yeah, Louis saying, don't forget Bowen. He also had a Is great that for game. The, so the, did he say, oh, do not forget English, Bowen as best, best English player? Cause best English player, that's must a, be. That's a, that's a bulk shout, Louis. <laughs> yeah. No, he's been good. No, no, Bowen's been good. And he's been, been bad, but, you know, been a good I mean. <laughs> Look, I, just touching on the, the Liverpool sort of, you know, hopes towards the end of the season, just looking at them, I do think Liverpool are get up for a Champions League run. I think, especially considering the fact that Wonga loves throwing in my face, the whole African Cup of Nations is coming and, and, and losing money and selling. Winter's so coming, I, bro. Win, winter's <laughs> coming. <laughs> so I do, I do think that, you know, they get up for a Champions League run. If they get top four this season, considering what's going to happen, it's just it's just been too many changes already in that midfield. Mm. We we just need a consistent eleven to guard week in week out. And unfortunately, I don't know if they're gonna. You, like you guys have already pointed out, they are conceding too many goals, and we are now all of a sudden relying on Trent Alexander's head pieces to bail us out. And that's that's never yeah, a, that was a goal, game eh? plan. Yes, that was a great free kick, great free yes, kick. And that's what he's that's what he's. And you see, and that's where he's at. Assisted right by now. who? Who assisted? Salah, 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 Salah. <laughs> all right, gents. Okay. Go on. <laughs> yeah, Akil makes a good point. Um, the, he, he says what he meant is if if he finishes top four, West Ham will be manager of the season. But at United, will yeah. be seen as a failure. The expectations are different, and that's very true. You know, he, he is completely right mm. there. I think the, the 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 and that that burden of expectation is probably what's driven. Unless you're Ole, of course, that you can do whatever you want. The man's gonna dance in all our graves. That's my new saying. Ole will dance in all our graves. <laughs> We'll be dead and buried. But it's also worth a question. If if Ole was managing West Ham or, or Spurs and doing what he's doing, would he be would he be under as much pressure to go? Maybe that's also worth thinking about. Yeah. Um, that's a good you know, point. If he'd been managing Arsenal over the last three years instead of United, you know, think where Arsenal were finishing and Arteta was getting all that hassle. If he'd been sitting there top four with, with Arsenal, people would be like, Ole is a maestro. Ole knows. Trust the process. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is. It, and, and I think he makes a good point. Akil makes a good point. United expect more, just like Liverpool and City and Chelsea expect more as well. Um, you know, I think if, if Liverpool were to drop out of the top four, for example, there'd be huge pressure on Klopp. Um, and, and that would... And you say that, but then there's Steven Gerrard what who's pressure? looking for He's a got... job in England. <laughs> but Klopp's got, what, 2023, his contract expires 2023. I think regardless of whatever happens, I think he's got that time. And it's not like no, anyone's going to say, no, you need to get rid of this guy. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if he has a but really terrible season. I used to think that season. was true of Poch as well. And then, you know, look what happened. He was he was gone within months of being in a Champions yeah, but League Poch, final. But to be fair, you're comparing a manager who's already won stuff with the club and one that was aspiring to win things. But we'd club. but we'd we'd never won anything. So you know, for us, that was the heights. You know, and yet I'm, you I'm, still I'm sacked the man. But you, but that's you what, still I'm, that's what man. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You can those those opinions can turn a lot quicker than you think. You know, even for a yeah. family club, if you were to suddenly find yourself, you know, you start <laughs> the season, you drop out of top four. If you were sitting seventh, eighth, struggling, slogging out results. I think you could Klopp could be under pressure because Liverpool expect to be competing at that level, um, and I think it's it's true. It, like Akil was saying, is true of United. I think that's also true of Liverpool. I think it's also true of City. And, and but and hang Chelsea. on, but hang on, but hang on. Yeah, you know the United thing. The expectation has remained because of what was done, and they failed to. You know, Liverpool as fans, we've we've been through a roller coaster ride. We've always said next season's our season, and we haven't realistically always been there. So. Klopp has now created the expectation where we are there as a club. Mm, We're finally mm. there in and about. So that's that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. We weren't there before, and now we are kind of there in that same sort of bracket. Whereas before, we were technically always outside looking in. Big club, like not nowhere near to, to Newcastle sort of relegation battle, big club sort of vibes. But we were there, like getting in top yeah. four would have been a good good position, whereas it's not quite the same now, obviously. That's what I'm saying. He's allowed the affordance if there's a yeah, look, which I'm, I'm not be. saying he's I'm not which saying he doesn't be. have he doesn't have some goodwill. You know, he's got he's got a lot of goodwill in the bank. But um if you guys were to drop to eighth and, and like be struggling for results and, and and you know, much like Chelsea getting rid of Frank Lampard, you know, they were he was a club legend. He wasn't at any other club. What he was doing wouldn't be considered abject failure. But at Chelsea, it wasn't good. Sure. Enough. And and sure. Um, and then they replaced him. And now look at what they've got as a result. I think the 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 elite clubs expect more from their managers, uh, except for United. They're a complete. Apparently, if you're if it's United and Ole, then. They get to but this, but this is also interesting, and Akil always brings the great comments here. He's saying Klopp has a lot more credit in the bank. To your point, Matt, he says Klopp won't be sacked unless he loses the dressing room, which is sort of starting to happen under Poch. And this yeah, is the thing: were... in Ole, he's lost the dressing room long time ago. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, there's no confirmation that he's lost the dressing room. There's been a lot of rumors, and and there's been body language people because apparently body language expert is a real thing. There we go. I'm saying that you know, <laughs> looking at the body language of players and saying. The the Arsenal are going to go above Spurs next, mate. I mean, no, I um, think... Uh, Justin, what what, what league are you watching here? Hey, Justin, Justin I think what Arsenal, are, Arsenal are above Spurs. Currently. Yeah, I am... Um... <laughs> good, good, good way above. But, uh, but I think he's in your corner, yeah, Wonga. So give him some credit. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Gents, uh, that pretty much wraps up the show. I'm gonna we're gonna come to the final thoughts here. I know we were meant to speak of Eddie Howe officially being appointed, but we do know our tune man isn't here. Yeah, let's for save good it for reason. Nick. We'll save it for Nick. So, final mm-hmm. thoughts, Wonga and Matt, and then let's let's have it. Yeah, look, I mean, um, I saw Kiel say comment there saying that we over the moon and what what. No, I mean, look, the fact is. We were written off, you know. It would have been different if people were saying, "Yeah, I know we'll come back," but they wrote us off after the, the Brentford, the, the the Man City, then the Chelsea. Um, they they wrote us off, you know. Arteta's job was being questioned. Uh, you know, it was quite. I mean, pretty, pretty much in the same uh, thing as Ole. But we here, yeah, we we fifth, and we are what six? I think we're six points away from from Chelsea. Um, I think that's that's 
that's that's a good <laughs> for me that's that's a, that's a good place to be in considering where we started um, and that was still that was what three months ago so I'm not over the moon but I'd say I'm very happy with where we are at the moment um, punching up our weight no I think we are doing I mean we're not playing in the Champions League we're not playing in Europa we've just got the league so yeah I, I don't think we're punching up our weight I think we're just doing exactly what is expected of our team hmm I, again, I'm still just so happy to see Wonga happy. Like this version of him, <laughs> you know, the, the, the world deserves this. The internet needs this. And, you know, nature's what? healing. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's valid. Because, I mean, he's been, I just, I couldn't understand. I was like, maybe he just doesn't have, like, have the knack for being put in front of the camera the whole time. No, man, the oak was literally just feeling the heat in the kitchen. That's what it was there, Wonga. And it's, yeah, like, two, two now that, point. Now, yeah. When Arsenal go back into a bad run of form, we're going to remember this version of you. Nah, and and nah, even when, nah. when, when Arsenal are eventually relegated and you have to leave the show and go join a championship channel instead, we'll still remember this moment that we had with you. And it'll be special <laughs> to us. So thank you. Look, we, we're meant to have nah, the nah, final nah. thoughts, but, but here is a nice little bomb that Akil's dropped. And we haven't actually spoken about this. So it's probably a good thing to touch on saying, you know, Gerard being linked with the, the village job. I think it's a good shot. I think, why not? If I were him, why not take it? Yeah, I think I, I read a bit about it today, and uh, you know, there's on the one hand, he's kind of in a, a slightly safer role, you could call it now. Yeah, Rangers it's are, or it's, um, and and maybe it's better for him to stay there and keep building a reputation, although they're not having as good a season as they had last season at Rangers. Um, but Villa's a huge role. Um, it's a, it's a big club. They do have a fairly decent squad. You'd expect them to be doing better than they are, and maybe it would be a, a good time for him to move down. Um, I don't know. I think Villa could do a lot worse than a point in Gerrard. I think as a Liverpool fan, I'm a bit selfish here. I want him to take the job, get that Premier League experience under the belt. He's already done what he can do in Scotland. Go over there, learn it, you know, get the feel. It's different being manager, player. You know, it's mm-hmm. different being yeah. a player versus man. Yeah. So let yeah. him, and also Villa's not a bad side. You know, they did spend no, some money on players. They did use a key. Yeah. So, so it's one that he can't, if he does do something with, you know, then definitely he might be putting Klopp under pressure there, but according to you're saying if he does something well with the side like Villa, I just think let him let him um, get the, the trade under the belt and actually get some Premier League experience as a manager. Wonga, I don't know what do you I, No, I agree with I agree with you on that one. Um mm-hmm. I think from him, I don't even think he'd want to do that, jump straight into a team like Liverpool, uh coming from Rangers or you know, like a man United, one of those big teams. I think yeah, Villa would be the perfect place. Sort of something that Patrick Veras was doing as well. Um, something that David Moyes went back to doing. Um, I think it's just a good place to start. But I think if it's... But it's a I solid think, club but, as well. It's, it's a club yeah. like made in the fabric of a Liverpool, of a Newcastle. It's it's a town. Like the club I'm just talking about... In terms of... Because you're going to do a family club reference. No, no I wasn't going to do a family club reference. <laughs> <laughs> No, what like, I mean, oh, they was... sit together. The whole squad gets together. They eat their all. They they share their cottage oh, pie I... and talk I... about the good old days. That's oh. where the peaky blinders are from, mate. That's where the peaky blinders are from. They're all there having <laughs> drinks at the pub. Yeah? No, but, but what yeah. I mean is, it's the same. It's the same mold as a Liverpool, Manchester. It's it's the working class sort of people. Something that Gerard can resonate as a person from that sort of area. True. And something I think he could get the the public to buy or the the crowd to buy. Into. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I don't think any club in the Premier League would be sad to have someone like Gerard at the club. I think he's a uh, he's. Yeah. He's not just a legendary player. He's proven that he's got a bit of tactical noose and that at, at the Rangers. They, I mean, he, he won the league there. You know, he's not, he's not a, he's no slouch as a manager. Convincingly, yeah. Yeah, I think he'd have a, he'd, he'd have a good impact on the side. I think they need some fresh ideas and, and something to shake them up. 
and they do have solid players there, it wouldn't be this poison chalice where he'd go there and just sink with them. You know, I think it, on current squad standings, it would probably be better for Gerald to go somewhere like Villa than Newcastle. Because Newcastle, yeah. although there's a lot of untapped potential going forward, in the next sort of 18 months, there's a lot of uncertainty. And the squad they've got is far from 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 world beating. Mm-hmm. Whereas at Villa, you've got the solid bones. They've got an amazing academy there. They've also got a really good first-team squad at the moment. They've got some really interesting players. So I think if it does happen, it could be really cool. Yeah. I think yeah, I think he's a good manager. I think he'd do well if it did happen. I think he would. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd right. do well any team that goes to be honest with you. That's the truth. Huh. I think if you went to United, Just despite them on expectations. Yeah, <laughs> 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 right, yeah he probably would. <laughs> That yeah. uh, pretty much wraps up the show for, the, for this evening. For everyone who watched and joined us, we just want to say thank you very much. And also remember the link for the Discord channel is in the bottom. And also if you want to buy a Golan shirt, you can also do that. And if you haven't subscribed, just do the right thing. And please, go tell your mother, go tell your father, go tell your sister, your girlfriend, your brother, your cousin, your aunt's uncle's best friend. Tell everyone to come join us because we like making the circle bigger. Right, Wonga, Matthew, if you don't know what to be, be cool. Be cool. And Liverpool's next, guys. Overtake <laughs> me.